Hey everybody, welcome back to Casa Walsh, a Beverly Hills 90210 podcast. On today's episode, we'll be going over season five, episode 25, called Double Jeopardy. It premiered on March 29th, 1995. So this episode starts out and we see Brandon, Kelly, Jim, and Cindy are at home watching Jeopardy. They mentioned that Brandon should audition for College Jeopardy because he's just answering all the questions right. It seems like Jim's having a tough time, though, which is interesting. And or I think he just takes too long to answer the questions, which obviously is not the point of Jeopardy. So he actually says that he is trying out for College Jeopardy and he's going to call Andrea because apparently they auditioned or they sent in their cards together to see if she got a time to audition. As he's dialing, Kelly stops him. Apparently, Kelly now knows about the affair with Peter and tells Brandon not to call because she's probably a little too busy because of she had an affair. So uh, Brandon now knows as well. So we then see Andre and Jesse, and um, they come home after going to a therapist together. He's not into it, and he tells her that apparently she is not the girl that she fell in love with anymore. And she said that he's basically saying she's changed. She's not the same person. And she claims while getting pregnant, uh, maybe changed uh, her views. And then he kind of throws her affair in her face, which I think is kind of a dick move because didn't he have an affair also? Like, why is it it's just her fault? He didn't do anything wrong? I mean, he had an affair. But in his mind, maybe he's like, well, you drove me to it. I mean, he's being he's being a dick. And I've I've taken his side on certain things, I think, with the religious aspects of things. But you can't say, oh, well, you had an affair. But you did too, buddy. I mean, he said, like, you didn't, basically, you need to consult your partner on things. And he's like, I don't remember being consulted um, about Peter. Well, was she consulted about the affair that you had? Come on, Jesse, don't be a dick. Um, So then we see Steve is prepping Brandon for his college Jeopardy tryout. And at this point, Claire and Donna come up to them, and apparently Don, uh, Claire is also trying out as well. Then Brandon has a dream, and in this dream, he is appearing on Jeopardy with Alex, which it's so sad because Alex Trebek obviously passed away, but it's kind of cool that he appeared on this episode as himself because obviously these are scenes for the show. But Alex keeps making fun of Brandon. This is in his dream. Alex keeps making fun of Brandon because he has apparently a abysmal uh, GPA of 3.2. And he's like, what about that other girl from California University who has a perfect 4.0 average? What's her name? And they're like, Claire Arnold. He's like, yes, that one. Um, let's bring her back instead of him. So, I mean, he's just having, I guess, a Jeopardy nightmare, if you will. So... Then at the tryout, Steve is there with Brandon and Donna um, and Claire, obviously, because she's trying out also. And 
in the audition room, it seems that Claire and Brandon seem to be kind of getting along, even though they're kind of, it seems like Steve and and Donna are fighting on behalf of Brandon and Claire. Obviously, Steve is wants Brandon to make it, and Claire and Donna wants Claire to make it. So it's just, um, I think that, uh, yeah, I definitely think that she, um, I don't know what I'm saying. But Claire and Brandon are not letting their friends kind of get in the way of their um, trying out for Jeopardy. And when they're in the audition room, Brandon kind of makes a comment saying the odds of either of them getting on the show is basically slim anyways. And she's like, well, I don't agree with that, you know, at all. So she's pretty confident that she's going to end up getting on Jeopardy. Um, And then it's really funny. They start asking the questions and he, she was like, ha ha, like she knows it. And he kind of like just looks over at her and she thinks that he is cheating. She's like, are you looking at my answer sheet? Um, but it's just, it's funny. But then obviously there's a sports question. He's like, ha ha ha. And he knows it and writes it down. So they're kind of just, it's funny. They're both kind of having this little, um, competition, if you will. So we then see Dylan is at the peach pit. He's drinking his black coffee. He is wearing a suit because it is so normal for 20-year-old men to be wearing suits on a regular basis. Like, what is this fashion style that he's taken upon? It's very bizarre. So now that you have money, you wear suits? Like, what? you're not going to business meetings. Like, what are you doing? Like, I, I don't get it. Also, what is his source of income does he not have one now because he's just basically living off of the money that he has I don't really understand it I know that Jim Walsh has it in a not a trust now I guess it's an account for him that he can make interest off but that that's what he's that's what he's doing with it I don't know I mean if I had his money when I was 20 wouldn't you I don't know, start like a non-profit, I don't know, start, do something with it. Don't, just don't sit around and twiddle your thumbs and write a screenplay. That's not going to do anything. I mean, you can write a screenplay, but it just, I don't know. I found it odd because he's not, he was bought out at the Peach Pit and, right? Or does he, yeah, he was bought out by Rush. Or does he own, split the actual Peach Pit with Nat and then the after dark is Nat and now Valerie I don't know I also thought that Nat had money issues that's why Dylan bought out his cousin Joey and it wasn't making money but maybe the the after dark is because I'm just saying if Nat didn't have money or they were not making an income at the peach pit how did he have the money to buy into the after dark right I don't know. But anyways, Dylan is working on the screenplay and Jesse comes in and Jesse wants to, Jesse's basically sitting with Dylan and he's asking him to please, uh, please allow him to stay at his place. He's, he doesn't want to get involved and 
he keeps saying like you won't even know I'm there please 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 and then finally he agrees so he's like fine you can stay here we then see Kelly and David at their mom's house or her mom's house his and they walk into the bedroom and they see Aaron Jackie and Mel all in bed and they're kind of laughing about it and you know they're like guess what they're back together Kelly thinks it's a little odd she says she mentioned she mentions David afterwards it's nice for Aaron though because I always wanted my parents back together and David says he can't even believe Jackie forgave him um he asks Kelly he's like could you do that could you forgive someone for cheating on you and he says that he wishes that he would get forgiven for and then she's like what are you talking about you didn't cheat on Claire right and he says I'm not talking about Claire I'm talking about Donna so it's pretty evident now that it seems David has regained interest in Donna he has he's interested he's single now I mean Donna's with Ray but he's definitely I think thinking like he would if Donna were to say let's do this he would definitely want to give it another go with her so then we see Donna is at the beach apartment trying to get in touch with Ray and leaving a message for him she hasn't spoken to him Claire is sitting on the computer playing Jeopardy game studying I guess and Claire brings up to Donna David and she says she's implying like I think she kind of has an idea that David is interested in Donna and Donna's like you know I'm so sorry about you guys breaking up and Claire's not blaming her she's like I know it's not your fault and she says um I think we're just better off as friends anyways so she's kind of moving on uh as well so Dylan and Jesse are at Dylan's place and Dylan is sitting there trying to work on the screenplay and Dylan and and Jesse's like he previously said you won't even know him there but you see him just like constantly like he's opening drawers in the kitchen slamming them he keeps asking him questions he's leaning over him asking him about the screenplay he's obviously being annoying to Dylan who's getting frustrated and then he kind of is like, please, you got to tell me about seeing Andre and Peter together. And Dylan just fucks with him. And he's like, there were chains, there was whips, there was a clown outfit. There were, you know, it was just very funny. He's just messing with him. And he's like, you're going to drive yourself crazy. You got to move on. And he says, fine, I get it. I'm sorry. I'm stopping. So he's going to have to just kind of deal with it and get over what's Ever his issues are with this whole thing so we then see Cindy and Valerie on campus together I always keep forgetting Cindy's taking graduate classes I don't know what she's going to grad school for um or what she's trying to get her master's in but Cindy's on campus eating with Valerie when Andrea comes up she asks Cindy if she could watch Hannah because she has a, an appointment and She's like, I really can't. Uh, I have a class in a little bit. But Valerie says, I actually am done for the day. I could take her. And, you know, if you want to meet me, I have to just stop by the club. If you want to meet me there, you can pick her up there. 
And you see Andrea's like, I, I don't know. And then Valerie's like, Cindy, come on, vouch for me. Tell her, you know, tell her how great I am with kids. And then Cindy does say to Andrea, I can 100% vouch for her. She is great with kids. So Andrea agrees. She's like, fine. Uh, yes, you could. Um, you could take her. So then we see Brandon and Claire come out of their audition room fighting um, because obviously she's saying he cheated. They're just kind of, you know, completely arguing about it. So then he challenges her to a one-on-one winner-takes-all Jeopardy match. And he says the loser then takes themselves out of consideration. So she's like, fine, I'm in, I'll do it. So they're going to have some little uh, Jeopardy grudge match, if you will. So then after, um, I guess, Valerie shows up at Dylan's with Hannah and Jesse comes out freaking out. He's like, what's Hannah doing here? He starts arguing with Valerie, like literally just like making all these accusations. And she obviously, she doesn't know about the affair. She doesn't know what's going on. And she's like, why do I feel like I'm on trial here? Because obviously Jesse thinks he's in a courtroom and he's some lawyer. He's just sort of like yelling at her. And he's like, I think she's she's probably run off with Peter. She's like, who's Peter? Like, Valerie has no idea. And he's like, then he gets mad at them because they're saying, like, you're jumping to conclusions. Stop. And he's like, so much for taking sides. And then he's like, oh, I forgot your Andreas friends. And then he's like, I'm taking my daughter. And then takes Hannah and leaves. But why? Why? Like, realistically? they should be on Andrea's side. Sorry, they are her friends. You're right, Jesse. Don't be a dick. Jesse's, uh, he is on my shit list at the moment. So we are now at the Peach Pit After Dark for the grudge match. Steve is playing the role of Alex Trebek, while Claire and Brandon are playing Jeopardy. Kelly's kind of just watching over, thinking it's ridiculous. Obviously, Donna's also helping Steve out as the two uh, leaders. I guess they created the questions, whatever, whatever. So then Andrea shows up early and she's like, is Valerie here? And Kelly says, no, not yet. And then she's like, what's going on? And she's like, they're doing some Jeopardy uh, grudge match to which Andrea tells Kelly. She's like, oh, I actually tried out for this. I love Jeopardy. It's my favorite game. And Kelly, knowing that Andrea is obviously down, she says, doesn't Jeopardy have three players? And they were like, yeah. So she's like, why don't you let Andrea join in? So Andre joins in and then it's very funny because obviously she's the smartest of the three. Well, I'm not saying she's, well, she is, um, but Claire's pretty smart also. But anyways, Andrea is just um, kicking their butt. She's ringing in first. She's asking, answering all the questions. So it seems like that, you know, Andrea is the, uh, the winner of this little Jeopardy grudge match that they have, which is funny. So then Valerie shows up and she pulls Andre aside and lets her know what happened. She's basically saying, uh, like, what did he say? And she's like, I don't know, but I mean, he was talking like a lawyer and I think maybe he's going to file. I didn't realize that you guys were in some custody battle. And she says, uh, "Did is that what he said? And then she's like, I got to go and runs out of there. So when she gets home, she's talking to Jesse, who's being an asshole because that's what she's you know, he's being, and she tells him that what she really did do was see a lawyer because she knows exactly how his mind works. Also, I want to point out, which I haven't pointed out in a very long time, she's wearing a vest. 
just putting it out there so then Andrea which is like kind of amazing she gets loud she's yelling at him he's being an asshole and she kicks him out of the house she's like she opens the door and she's like basically like a see yourself out motherfucker she doesn't say that but that would have been amazing if she did um because he sucks so then we see claire and she has her own little jeopardy dream now too in her dream all it is it's like all the all the questions are brandon related and it's like you know, babes from the Midwest, Minnesota, uh, twins. Like, it was just very funny. Um, So she still does have a crush on Brandon, it seems. And obviously in the dream, that's... Her whole dream is about, like, how she wants Brandon still. So um, it was was funny. Uh, Which, I mean, obviously he has no interest in her and also he has a girlfriend. But anyways, so... Then afterwards, uh, the next morning, Brandon shows up at Andrea's house and he's bringing breakfast. And she tells him that she had an affair and she was going to leave Jesse. That's how serious it was. And she also tells him that Jesse cheated. And they're having this sweet little heart to heart, this Brandon and Andrea moment that we haven't seen for a long time since high school, really. But he tells her and he's brutally honest and he says that she doesn't seem like she's happy and she hasn't seemed that way since high school. And she confides in him that she feels that she lost herself in some capacity and she she got pregnant and just everything changed. And she's going to he hugs her and then it's a sweet tender moment that we see the two of them have and you know I think that she's just she's got to find her way if you will so then um David shows up at the beach apartment and he's looking for Claire uh well no he's looking for Donna but he Claire answers the door but he says I'm looking for Kelly and Claire says to him don't insult my intelligence uh, if you want to come here and see Donna, you can say you want to come see Donna. Don't, don't pretend you're coming to see Kelly. But she leaves. And when she leaves, uh, the phone rings. David picks it up because Donna's in the bathroom and it's Ray. So Donna comes out of the bathroom. David gives her the phone, which you'd think for a second he wasn't going to, but he gives her the phone. And she's like, oh my God, Ray, I've been trying to get in touch with you. And he says he wants to run an idea by her. He says, I'm going to be in Portland next week. So why don't you come meet me up in Portland? And she tells David that he, uh, she just was, you know, had all these crazy thoughts going on her mind and that Ray invited her to go visit him in Portland. And he's like, well, that's so funny because I'm going to go visit my mother in Portland. So David's mom apparently now lives in Portland. So he's like, we can maybe fly up together. So they're going to go fly up to Portland together. He says he's going to see his mom. She's going to go see uh, Ray. So we then see Andrea and she finally goes to her Jeopardy audition. And Brandon and Claire are bowing out because uh they're Andrea they're bowing out basically in favor of Andrea they're saying you go and uh when she we then see Andrea have kind of a little memory and the memory 
is of her being a little girl with Grandma Rose watching Jeopardy. And there was a specific question about Lewis and Clark and Thomas Jefferson. There was a reason for that. We'll get back to it. But that was uh, what we watched when she was watching it as a little girl. So then after the audition, well, Jesse first shows up at Dylan's house. Um, He starts probing him about the fair and Dylan kind of reminds him, he's trying to give him some helpful advice here. And he reminds him that they have a daughter to think about and they should work it out for, you know, try to work it out, try to see perspective. Um, You know, I think that you're just both fighting so much, take a step back, look at your daughter and then go from there. So then after the audition, when Andre's walking out, Jesse shows up with Hannah. He said he was coming to wish her luck. He basically took what Dylan said to heart and tells him, tells her that he loves her and he wants to come home. He wants to basically give it another shot, uh, work it out and, you know, go from there. We then see it's one month later and the gang and everyone is at the Peach Pit. They're watching Andrea on College Jeopardy. So she made it. She was on the show. And she keeps saying, let us know if you want or not. And we see that she's up by a little bit um, and is going into Final Jeopardy. We then see, if you know, uh, the question. And the question was basically the question that she had when she was a little girl about Lewis and Clark and Thomas Jefferson. So it's funny. They're playing like the theme music and uh, it's just her smiling because she hasn't told them if she won or not. But we know from the flashback when she was a little girl, she obviously knows this question. So she does win because she was up. I think she had $4,850 at that point. Another guy had 4700 and the other guy had 4800 So she was up um, by uh, 50 at that point. So if she bet all of her money, she would have won, walked away with $9,700, which actually makes me laugh because didn't Dylan give, Dylan gave um, Valerie $10,000. So if Andrea wins $9,700. She's basically has the same money that Valerie had from Dylan. So let's see uh, her spending habits because I bet you it's nothing. I mean, I know Jonesy gave her money. That's, you know, we don't know, but it's nothing compared to uh, what she does. Let's see if she spends the money on anything in any episodes. We'll pay attention to that. But yeah, that is where the episode ends. Fun facts and tidbits. All right, so um, obviously Alex Trebek was on this episode. We'll get to him in a minute. Um, Only song I had was Tracks in My Tears by Smokey Robertson was playing at the Peach Pit. And fun fact about this, um, so Christine Elise, who played Emily, uh, was a co-writer on this episode. So I think that's kind of cool that she... uh, was a writer on the show. I mean, obviously her having her boyfriend as producer uh, definitely helps, but that's pretty, pretty cool. So getting back to Alex Trebek, I decided to do the spotlight on him. He was playing himself, but I think, you know, he's Alex Trebek, so he deserves it. So Alex Trebek is actually from Ontario. So he's a Canadian, um, just like uh, Mr. Priestley. He got his dual citizenship, though, in 1998, so he was uh, 
you know, Canadian and American. He uh, was born uh, George Alexander Trebek. So actually, that's funny. His first name is George. He's from Sudbury, Ontario, uh, born on July 22nd, 1940. And unfortunately, due to pancreatic cancer, uh, he died on November 8th of 2020. So we, you know, we knew that he was, um, we knew that he had uh, cancer and it was, you know, pretty severe. So everyone was expecting it, but really, really sad because, I mean, he's freaking Alex Trebek. He was um, a game show host um, for a long time. He did some uh, stuff in California and uh, Canada before moving to the U.S. Started doing some bunch of different game shows, uh, with like Wizards of Odds. I don't know these shows. It's funny. My grandmother is a she loves game shows and watches the Game Show Network all the time. So I've actually seen um, old game shows that she watches, and it's funny because one time I was at. Uh, at her house and she's watching one of the game shows and I was like oh my god it's Alex Trebek and it was definitely in the 70s and it was not Jeopardy so it's funny but he became the which I didn't know that he wasn't the first host he became the second host of Jeopardy um taken on in 1984 so he's I mean he's hosted Jeopardy my entire life and um he uh yeah, became the host in 1984 and basically hosted until he unfortunately uh, passed away. And um, yeah, we love Al, you know, love Alex Trebek. He was awesome and uh, very sad that he passed away. But he, uh, yeah, he gets the spotlight for this episode. And that is it for the fun facts and tidbits. Thank you for listening to Casa Walsh, a Beverly Hills 90210 podcast. My name is Sam, and we will be back next time for season five, episode 26, called A Song for My Mother. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you then.